Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Listen, you hear that? That's the sound of nothing. And nothing is what you'll pay for medium fries when you buy any Mickey D's new crispy chicken sandwich. It's crispy, juicy, tender, all-white meat chicken with crinkle-cut pickles on a buttery potato bun. Mmm. Buy one, and we'll hook you up with a free medium fries. That's like zero zilch zip. So try any Mickey D's new crispy chicken sandwich and get a medium fries for nothing. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Good morning, White Sox fans. This is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for April 15th, 2021. I'm Josh Nelson. Well, last night was fun. Uh, This is going to be more commentary than recap of the special night for the Chicago White Sox and especially Carlos Rodon. Uh, It was my first game back in the stadium. Uh, One of my friends, uh, especially on Twitter, if you follow the From the 108, Trevizi, texted me that he had extra tickets for the game. And if I wanted to go, uh, I could. Uh, so I took the opportunity. Uh, I get my second vaccine next week, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, but I was a bit jealous watching everybody in the stadium, and it's been a long time since I've been at a baseball game. And uh, based on the White Sox processes and the way that they have guaranteed rates field set up and going through security and the bathrooms and the food, I feel comfortable being at the stadium. So if you've been hesitant, I totally understand. I recommend going to the game. Uh, if you feel comfortable going to the grocery store uh, with so many people at the stores these days. Uh, but it was an amazing game to go to. Uh, the White Sox scored six runs in the first inning against Zach Plesak. I wasn't expecting that type of out- offensive performance or breakout. And it was highlighted by a three-run homer uh, from your mean Mercedes, who does not hit cheap home runs. An absolute bomb in the first inning. Uh, even Nick Madrigal had three hits on the night for the Chicago White Sox. So offensively, it was a very good night for the White Sox. But the story after this game is maybe one of the most improbable no-hitters in White Sox history, if you think about it. Carlos Rodon could not get a batter out in his last performance with the 2020 Chicago White Sox. 
he allowed a double and a couple of walks and allowed two runs in a critical situation of the game. And that was followed up by a blown save uh, against Cleveland. And it just looked like after years of injuries and uncertainty that not only just the Chicago White Sox, but any Major League Baseball team after the 2020 season, it would be really difficult to trust Carlos Rodon. And I think that was evident in the fact that it took months during the offseason for the White Sox to come back to Carlos Rodon after non-tendering him, which was, in my belief, the correct decision, to give him a $3 million deal, which was far below what he would have made in arbitration. And they did that because pitching coach Ethan Katz, after watching film of Carlos Rodon, believed that there were some adjustments that they could make to help his lower half for him to use his lower half of the body. And man, those adjustments we saw in spring training, and you have to take spring training performances with a great assault because we've seen Dylan Cease throw really well in spring training in his last start and not be as sharp going into the regular season. Uh, even on the offensive side, Lurie Garcia had a fantastic spring training this year, hitting-wise. Has not translated over into the regular season. But Carlos Rodon, after throwing five scoreless innings against Seattle, was very impressive. The velocity is sustained. And in this start against Cleveland, he was just dominating from the beginning. The slider is back. The fastball velocity ranged from 96 to 98 miles per hour. And this is the pitcher that we all thought the Chicago White Sox were getting when they selected him third overall in 2014. But his journey has zigged and zagged to get to this point. And I don't know what the White Sox were telling him the past six years. I don't know what his preparation was like. I don't know what advice former pitching coach Don Cooper, gave Carlos Rodon. I think we, as White Sox fans, we should be appreciative that Rodon is where he is now because it is in the contention window rather than, <laughs> I guess, spoil great performances for a rebuilding White Sox team. And I think long-term, if Rodon continues this type of performance up, it's going to help him with his next contract as again, he'll be a free agent after this season and he can leverage it into a more lucrative deal. Maybe he even stays with the White Sox on a long-term contract. There is going to be an opportunity even in the 2022 rotation for Carlos Rodon. It's only two starts. We got a long way to go, but just being in the stadium as things built up, especially after the fourth inning where I looked at Cherizzi and beef loaf and I told them guys he's got four perfect innings like has Cleveland walked and you check the box score and they haven't and then it got to the fifth inning and the sixth inning and here's Carlos Rodon pitching in short sleeves and we are freezing <laughs> in our light jackets hands are shaking it was difficult just to hold the phone uh, taking pictures and video of what was happening uh, Andrew Vaughn made some good plays in left field and the defensive play, right? There's always a fantastic defensive play 
that helped save perfect games or no hitters. And it was Jose Abreu with a fantastic defensive play to start the ninth inning. Josh Naylor hit this nibbler and it went into kind of a no man's land situation uh, from my perspective in the stadium. It was too far away from Rodon to field and it was enough for Abreu to move in and to his right that when he fielded the ball, Naylor, a bigger guy, was hustling down the first baseline. He wanted to break up the perfect game and Head first slide into first base, never a good idea. But because of his hustle, it forced Jose Abreu to stretch and slide to tag first base with his foot. And after replay, watching the replay in the stands, uh, just milliseconds ahead of Naylor. Uh, a fantastic defensive play and fantastic defensive effort to give up the body for Jose Abreu to keep the perfect game intact. And we couldn't see clearly from our seats of what happened in the Roberto Perez at bat. I had to go to Twitter to see the video of him getting hit in the top of his ankle uh, to take first base, Uh, which was, you know, disappointing uh, because if he doesn't hit Roberto Perez with the way that Rodon was pitching, it's probably a perfect game that we're talking about. But no hitters are still awesome. And in the ninth inning, Carlos Rodon threw a fastball at 98.8 miles per hour. That is the fastest pitch he has thrown since 2016. So when the White Sox hired Ethan Katz, we were all hopeful that he could fix Dylan Cease. And then we heard about the progress of Ronaldo Lopez. And we were hopeful that maybe Katz could fix Ronaldo Lopez. At least for me, I thought Carlos Rodon was toast with the injuries that he's had, both with the Tommy John surgery and the shoulder surgery. What we saw from 2020 just looked like a pitcher who has lost as far as their command and their overall stuff. But Katz, got to give him credit. Being able to work with Rodon and come up with a game plan And the ultimate credit, the most credit goes to Rodon to be able to buy into that game plan on a pitching coach that he's never worked with before, to use the core velocity belt, to change the way that he has pitched probably since he was in high school, to use his lower half and recapture White Sox fans' imaginations and a little bit of the magic that he had coming out of NC State. If this is the Carlos Rodon the Chicago White Sox have in 2021, that greatly, greatly improves their odds of winning the American League Central. That's Rodon's journey. There's also Zach Collins in this story. Zach Collins, who, after being drafted from the University of Miami, even had critics say that he's not going to be a catcher. And we saw him in 2017, and I thought, man, it's going to be tough for him to be a catcher. Watched him in 2018. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him to be a catcher. Watched him in 2019. Yeah, he's not a catcher. Uh, The White Sox should think about playing him more at first base, and he'll get some at-bats at DH because the bat should still play in the major leagues. In 2021, Zach Collins is struggling with the bat, 
but his defense has greatly improved. Even in his last game, I noticed the blocking abilities have greatly improved. Uh, he's always had a good arm, but his arm looks stronger this season. Uh, and as far as pitch calling, it's tough. You know how much credit pitch calling goes because if a pitcher is on their A game, like Carlos Rodon is, you can call whatever pitch and it's going to seem like a good idea. But for Zach Collins and his defense ability to be questioned, and for him to be behind home plate last night to catch Carlos Rodon's no-hitter, the second game they have ever worked together, uh, that also adds some specialness to the moment itself. But if I told you in July of 2016, going back in time, that the White Sox most recent first round pick, Zach Collins, and their 2014 first round pick, Carlos Rodon, would one day in 2021 work together on a no hitter, you would be hyped and maybe you would be like, yeah, that makes sense because Carlos Rodon is great and you know Zach Collins is the 10th pick overall, so we're expecting big things from him. I think the lesson learned for me is that as someone that depends on a lot as far as the data and the eye test as well, that even though guys do struggle and maybe the long term is still cloudy for both Zach Collins and Carlos Rodon, for one night, they could put it together and have an incredible moment like they did, combining for the 20th no-hitter in Chicago White Sox history. And I think that's what makes baseball great is because anything could happen for one game. And, for example, Philip Humber, I can't tell you without looking at baseball reference what his career numbers are. They're not good. But that's not what we remember Philip Humber for. We remember him for his perfect game in Seattle. I think no matter what happens the rest of this season for Carlos Rodon, if he doesn't pitch well, or if he leaves the White Sox, at least he the White Sox and White Sox fans have this moment that on April 14th, 2021, Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter. For a pitcher who couldn't get a batter out in the Game 3 of the American League Division Series in 2020, threw the 20th no-hitter in team history in April 14th, 2021. Amazing. All right, it's your turn, Lance Lynn. After Lucas Giolito and Carlos Rodon's performance against Cleveland, can the White Sox get another shutout performance from their starter? Well, Lynn provided that in the home opener as he had a complete game shutout, striking out 11 in his last start. Hopefully, he can repeat that performance. Opposite of Lynn will be Cleveland starter Aaron Saval, who is 2-0 with both wins against Detroit. Unfortunately for Saval, the White Sox are getting Tim Anderson back from the injured list, which is great news and also great timing because it's Jackie Robinson Day, which is very important to Anderson and everybody on the field will be wearing number 42. First pitch is at 1.10 p.m. Central Time and you can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the ESPN app or ESPN 1000. Scores around Major League Baseball. The White Sox next opponent will be the Boston Red Sox this upcoming weekend, and they are in fuego as they do the White Sox a solid by beating up on the Minnesota Twins, sweeping the doubleheader. The Red Sox, after being swept at home by Baltimore, 
have now won nine straight games. Meanwhile, the Twins have lost five straight games. They are currently 5-7 and seven and last place in the American League Central. Things you love to see, right? Who is in first place in the American League Central? Well, that would be the Kansas City Royals as they are 6-4, and four, beating up the Angels 3-2 last night, and the Detroit Tigers continue to beat up on the Houston Astros as the Tigers have now won three straight games with an 8-2 thrashing. The Tigers are tied in the standings with the White Sox at 500 with a 6-6 six six record. The Atlanta Braves are 4-8 with a rough start in 2021. As the Miami Marlins beat them in extra innings 6-5, the New York Mets beat the Phillies 5-1, the Texas Rangers beat the Rays by the same score 5-1, the San Francisco Giants leap the San Diego Padres in the National League West standings as the Giants are 8-4 with their 3-0 win over Cincinnati, the Reds dropped to 7-5 on the season, the Padres lost to the Pirates 5-1. And the Blue Jays are back to 500 with a 5-4 win over the New York Yankees, in which the Yankees are 5-7 and seven and tied with the Rays for last place in the American League East. So you got the Rays, the Yankees, and the Twins at 5-7 and seven and in last places of their respective divisions. That will do it for this White Sox wake-up call. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash SoxMachine. If you enjoy our work and want to support us, visit patreon.com slash SoxMachine as we have several different tiers of support starting at just $2 a month for exclusive content, ad-free podcasts, and website, and our first crack at our new swag items. Have a great Thursday, everyone, and hopefully we get to talk about another Chicago White Sox winner on Sox Machine Live tonight. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.